Welcome. You are listening to a Spiritual Gift for Commuters podcast, a weekly podcast show dedicated to listeners who travel daily from home to work, near and far, while still coping with the rigors of everyday life. If you don't mind hearing a few words of encouragement and empowerment, we invite you to sit back and listen in. Here's your host, Pastor Ray Lane. Greetings, this is Pastor Ray Lane again. I'm here with an interview with Brooke today. Brooke is a young lady who's had a lot of trouble in her early life, and she has a story to tell, and there's somebody out there, either you or someone you know, and I know this is true, there's a lot of young people in America today that are struggling, and all over the world really, are struggling with serious problems. So, I want to ask you, Brooke, where do you, who are you and where do you come from? Um, Well, my name is Brooke. I'm from Torrance, California. I was born there in 1978, and um, we uh, lived there until I was 35, or we moved moved down to San Diego when I was in 2012. And now I live there in San Diego County with my parents. So. So what went on in your early life? Um, I had a lot of trouble as a small child. I had a lot of emotional problems. I had uh, night terrors. Um, night terrors. Yeah. What? What is that? I don't know about that. What is that? Night terrors are when your child wakes up screaming, and they don't necessarily have to have a nightmare. They just wake up screaming bloody murder. I saw things in my room. I saw weird creatures like giant spiders and stuff and I would call for my dad and he would come and then by the time he'd get to the door they were gone. And so this pattern of night terrors and emotional problems kind of, they started to focus on my mental health. And um, uh, I had a lot of anxiety growing up. I had a lot of fear, a lot of fear. In fact, fear dominated most of my life. I could not do things on my own. I always needed someone with me. Um, I couldn't, uh, I, I, I slept with the light on. I couldn't, you know, I was afraid of everything. And uh, my parents, you know, they put me through many um, different uh, activities like sports and stuff and I never took to them. I never took to any social activities with other children. I didn't want to be around other children. Um, and um, it just, as I got into puberty, it got worse and worse, the anxiety and and school was a nightmare. I had a really hard time functioning in school. Um, uh, what were you like at 13? I was angry. I was angry. I I was depressed. I was I was the doctor said physical and emo- like men- mental and physical depression. And the physical depression is where you just want to sleep all day. But um, school eighth grade pretty much destroyed me with the bullying and um, my inability to perform scholastically. I could not. I, I couldn't focus. My had always my emotional troubles always got in the way of me functioning. 
And so uh, I left eighth grade and I told my mom, I was like, I, I can't do it anymore. I can't go back there. And so she started homeschooling me and that kind of defeat really sank me lower, you know, hmm. because all my friends, you know, they had no problem in eighth grade. They had no problem going to school. And um, here I was, I had all these emotional problems and I had to be homeschooled. And so they, they sent me with a psychiatrist and from the time I was 13 until now, uh, I'm, I'm 40 now, um, I had been seeing a psychiatrist. And they've been, you know, they would tell my mother, oh, well, she has, you know, this, she has that. Um, I've been on every medication that I, I can't even count how, how much, how many different medications I've been on. Um, what are some of the more common ones? Um, I've been on lithium, I've been on Zoloft, Paxil, Prozac, uh, um, Geodon, um, all of the anti-anxiety uh, medications, the uh, Xanax, uh, Klonopin, um, Wow. a lot. Wow. Yeah. How many are you on now? I'm on one. And one? Yeah. I, I used to, up until 2015, I was on um, five. And now the only one I'm on now is um, is the Geodon, and that's a mood stabilizer. But um, I'm waiting for the Lord to pull take me out of that because I'm, I'm just really using it to sleep, to help me sleep at night. Okay. But when, when the Lord took me off the antidepressant, I would take the antidepressant and I'd get violently ill. And so the doctor would be like, well, let's try another one. I don't know why you're getting ill all of a sudden. You've been taking this pill for so long. And they'd put me on another one and that would make me violently ill. And I did that about three times and I had already been with the Lord. And I, and I said, you know what? I'm just not gonna take it anymore and see what happens. Wait a minute, you're saying you were with the Lord. What, what do you mean by that? There's something has happened to bring you to the place where you well you you have a do you have this religious experience we call being born again yes yes oh, i did okay yes, what did. How, how, how did this come about well um the medication growing up the psychiatry the therapy all of it none of, none of it worked it it got me through but none of it worked and by the end, before 2015, my anxiety had been so bad that I was begging them to help me. I was begging them to make the fear and the panic and all of that stuff stop. And it, they just couldn't. So I got into drugs and alcohol. I got in, um, I was a chain smoker. I smoked two packs a day. Um, and I eventually came to a, a, a wall uh, uh, with my drug addiction where it was either I knew that if I didn't stop I would die and I knew that I would go to hell even though I didn't believe in Jesus that thought was always in there if you if you die being a drug addict you're gonna go to hell and um, because it'll destroy your parents and all that stuff but I made a, a I said a prayer to the universe <laughs> to help me overcome my addictions and and that prayer was answered and I didn't know who had answered it. I thought it was, you know, 
Uh, my friends were into paganism, so I thought, well, I've been reading about that stuff. Maybe it was a goddess. Maybe it was a different pagan god. I had no idea that it was Jesus. Why would it be Jesus? Um, and uh, every time I had done uh, something pagan with my friends, they would always ask me to focus on a deity. And I would also, I would always think of Yahweh because my parents are Catholic. I was raised Catholic. And I couldn't get that image of God out of my head. And they would say to me, stop doing that. He's, that guy's not real. Pick another God. So when I prayed for deliverance of my uh, addictions, I prayed to Yahweh inadvertently. And when I, one day I woke up and I could not take the drugs anymore. I couldn't. It, just like with further along, just like with the antidepressants, they made me violently ill. And uh, if you ask a drug addict, you know, even when the drugs make us sick, we still go back to it. We still, we still rationalize in our head, well, it was just that time, so I'll do it again. And so I did it again, and I got even more sick. And something spoke to me and said, you can't do this anymore. You can't take these pills anymore. It, it, that's over now. And I knew that I had a big problem because I had tried to come off the, the, the drugs by myself and the withdrawal was so horrendous, so violently painful that I, I was terrified of it. And I told uh, my mom everything and I said, I'm, I'm probably gonna have to go through withdrawal at home. And if it doesn't work, I'll go to rehab because I didn't wanna die. And that night, um, after knowing that the pills were making me sick and everything, I said to myself, well, this is it. You're going to go through withdrawal now, and it's going to be horrendous. But you've been through a lot of horrendous stuff, so maybe, you know, hopefully you'll make it through. And um, the, the next morning I woke up, and I was a completely different person, completely different. Um, my entire consciousness changed. It was like someone had woken me up from a nightmare that I had been in since I was a small child. Um, my whole life I had felt this black shroud over me and around me. And I would tell my psychiatrist that and they said that's just part of your, your illness. Your, you know, uh, I was diagnosed with depression, bipolar, all that stuff. And this time when I woke up and I was different there, instead of the black shroud, I felt a current of light. And uh, kind of like I've, I told you before, Pastor, that when you sit in the bathtub and that steam comes off your skin, you mm -hmm. know, that's what it felt like all around my being, all around my, per my physical person. And um, I didn't understand it. I, had to, I didn't understand what that meant. Um, what I did understand was I was not afraid anymore of anything or anybody. I was not afraid at all. Um, I had gotten involved with some really nasty people. Some I, I had friends for 25 years that were um, just not nice people. And I was afraid of them. I wasn't afraid of them anymore. Um, the fear was gone. The blackness was gone. And the joy was indescribable how happy I was. At first I thought it was because I had gone through the night and I woke up completely okay and I didn't have to go through withdrawal. But 
looking back on it now, it was like uh, a supernatural joy that I had never experienced before, even being with my family who I love dearly, who had many happy, joyous moments with them. But this didn't measure up to that. This joy was something that was not of this world. And I knew that something spiritual had happened to me. I knew that I had a spiritual healing. I just didn't know who did it. I had no idea who did it. And so um, I told myself this new person that I was now, uh, I was strong. I was so strong. I mean, I was so weak before, so broken and weak. And now I was, I felt like I had a lion in my heart. It was just, everything was I was in, I had a control over everything where before I had no control over anything. And uh, I thought I really thought to myself, well, my friends, you know, they'll have to get to know the new me and I'm sure they'll like me even and no, they hated me. They hated me. Um, they tried to uh, talk to me in the manner that they spoke to me before. And it wasn't personal. They speak to everyone else that way too with no respect and malice and and whatchamacallit, and I said, if you want me around, you're going to have to t treat me with respect, or I'm not going to be around. And they said, well, okay, bye. And that was it. So that was in itself a deliverance, being rid of them, being rid of that former life. And so now I was alone with my family, and, um, and I had to figure out who did this to me. I, it didn't occur to me that it would be Jesus and Yahweh and the Holy Spirit. Why would it be them? I had prayed to them when I was very young, and nothing had happened. And then all of a sudden, boom, this immense, I mean, like a 360 turn. I did not want cigarettes. I don't even think of cigarettes. And when I smell cigarettes, it makes me want to vomit. I don't think about, even on my worst day now, I, I, I never think, oh, I, I got to go take some pills. And I've had some pretty bad days since being delivered. But I never, it, it's like it, he completely went in and just took it out. Like I had never done it. Like it was never there. Um, and that I had no soul tie to it. The drugs and the alcohol and the cigarettes, none of it. It was just gone. And that in itself told me, this is a spiritual event that happened to you. Because if, if I had control over that, I would have healed myself at 13. I would have healed myself all the way back then. I would have done this years ago. But I couldn't. I had no power in of myself. And neither did the psychiatrist or any of the people that I went to for help. None of them could help me. They kept me sedated. They kept me comfortable. And that's it. They did not heal. Psychiatry did not heal my problem because my problem was a spiritual problem. It was, it was, a, it was a major spiritual problem. And um, so I told my mom about what happened and, and the first thing she said to me that morning was your eyes aren't black anymore. Um, my eyes were so black and huge from the drugs and stuff that when I, when I woke up that morning, she couldn't believe that my, she said my complete or, this is the wrong word to use, but it's the only word I can think of is aura was different. Mm -hmm. My energy, ener everything was different. So I did what I had always done with my friends. I had been in paganism and 
the new age for 25 years. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go to a psychic and I'm going to figure out who did this to me. And she's Oh, gonna... wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. I think we better stop for a moment okay. here. Okay. Well, actually, you know, this would seem like this podcast is pretty fabulous in the amount of information you've relayed to us. Mm -hmm. You suppose we could come back and do another one in um, that we might explore this just a little further? Yes, yes, absolutely. All right. I, I, if you're hanging on the edge of your hearing device, just let me tell you that you're going to be able to hear from Brooke Glover again very soon. And for right now, I'm going to uh, end this particular podcast, but I know you will want to hear the rest of the story. So you tune in again very soon. So thank you for listening, and we look forward to having you listen again very soon. God bless you, and thank you. And now my friend will give a little information. Thank you. This concludes this episode of Meaningful Spiritual Gifts for Commuters podcast. Thank you for listening. Pastor Lane will be with you again soon. He hopes you'll be there too. If you have any questions or comments, you can contact him via email at rayhope13514 at gmail.com. That email once again, rayhope13514 at gmail.com. Online, he recommends his friend, Dr. James Dobson, a family talk, possibly found on a radio station near you. There are also many good church services on TV, including Dr. David Jeremiah that Pastor Lane recommends for your enrichment. If you have tough questions like, why does suffering happen? He might be able to give you an answer, but that is best done through an organization he recommends by the name RZIM. That's R as in Robert, Z as in Zebra, I as in Ida, M as in Mary, found on YouTube. He listens to them most days. And should you live in the San Diego County region, Escondido Church of the Nazarene on South Redwood Street welcomes you there. And perhaps you might meet pastor there as well. Until then, listeners and friends, be well, be strong, and be encouraged.